1: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/slash host.
2: You're listening to the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. You know, Rupert, you, you look at it. Do you think there's like a like a formula still uh, you know, to win? Obviously, you need some great players, but we've seen it kind of change a little bit. Like Colorado didn't rely on great goaltending when they won. Um, you know, Vegas got really good goaltending from a guy that no one really thought or had never seen him do it before right like there's different ways obviously tampa bay had the perfect formula a vesna trophy winner a norris trophy winner and a, a multiple uh, elite forwards but do you think that it's the formulas maybe changed a little bit than what it was maybe 10 or 15 years ago
3: oh yeah i do i do i um i don't think you have to have a vesna caliber goaltender to win but with that being said If you don't have that, you better have something else that is very, that's your bread and butter, right? Like, that's something that you dominate in. Um, You mentioned Vegas. Vegas is a perfect example. They played such a structured, well-rounded game all around that you can plug in a goalie. He's going to know where the shots are, and and you can go back and regurgitate all that with how many goalies they've had play there, and they've all succeeded in some regard. Um, they can do that. You, if you were to take even last year, and Aiden Hill is a very good goaltender. If you took Aiden Hill and you air dropped him into a team that doesn't have structure, I, he's not going to look good. Like it's just not. It's not the case. Um, you know, when you start looking around at some of the teams in the league, I mean, you know, Vasi was a goalie when he was on his game. He was that dominant guy. The other end of the spectrum where you had your Vesna caliber goaltender. But you also had a lot of offensive players that came through in big ways. They didn't defend that well, but they had Vassie to, 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 you know, balance that out, I guess. So, uh, you know, if you're going to go and even go all the way back to the Edmonton Oilers, I think what we're seeing from that team, they have, uh, they play a demonstrative offensive game. And when you have that, and that is your M.O., and you're bringing that, you just need good goaltending. You don't need a Vasilevsky. Would it be great if you had a Vasilevsky? That'd be awesome. Hey, you're willing to pay him, and are you capable of paying him ten and a half million dollars? Like you know what I'm saying? So um, that that's why I, I think Stuart Skinner uh, last night was big. And uh, it, when he gives them good goaltending, they got a chance to win. And that this is a team that. Um, Controls a lot of what they're talking. they are talking. The expected goals for, expected goals against, the differential. I mean, this is a team that does it much better than everyone else in the league. They give themselves a chance to win. They just need to get timely saves, and I think they've been getting that.
2: Well, you look at the orders. Uh, they, I know, under Knoblock, they lead the NHL in goals at four per game, and they're sixth in goals against at two point six three. Yeah. Right? Like they, and and that's and really, you know, if you if you want to dig down even even you know just go two weeks later and it's even lower it's down to 2.21 which only winnipeg is better so uh not only are they first in goals they're second in goals against and i don't care what team you are you're gonna win a lot of games Rapper, when yeah. you're when you're hey. first in goals and second in goals against yeah
3: and then you you throw into some of the other things that they have going for them, yeah. and uh you know it's it's that is something that i there's this false narrative out there when you're talking. Um, Probably outside of Edmonton and different parts of North America. When you're talking about the Edmonton Oilers, like, oh well, it's got to look a certain way. It's got to be a certain type of game for them. It, it once was like that. I don't feel like it's like that anymore. Like they can defend, you mm-hmm. know. And, and look at last night. They look like they look like garbage last night. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're going against the they were going against a bad team. But they got it done. They got good goaltending. And, and, you know, you're going to have some nights like that. They find ways. And maybe last night's not a great example because of the Blackhawks. But this is something we've seen with this squad, right? Like, they defend well. And, um, you know, when you get that, when you get them defending the way they are and with the amount of goals they can score, the chances they get, I mean, you got a great chance of winning every single night.
2: Mike Rupp joins us. Uh, the NHL announced today Corey Perry has met with the commissioner, Gary Bettman, and is now uh, able to sign. He's a free agent. Mike, Um, for any team that would consider signing, what do you think? Ha- like, does Corey Perry, how much of this, because this was clearly an off-ice incident, how yeah. much of this, you know, does he need to address do you think for for any team like the the team can ask him his side and obviously he's met with Bettman, but you know I'm I'm not sure that necessarily matters. How much do you think like would he have to address? Okay, here this is what I did. I'm sorry. Do you think that's necessary? Do you think he would do it? And uh, do you think some teams will make it mandatory or some won't care and they'll be like, hey, well, because I'm guessing right now you can sign Corey Perry for probably league minimum.
3: Yeah, and he'd be a great ad because uh, to, to get before. The, the time when all this went down, he was playing really good for Chicago. And yes, he might be one of the more versatile kind of bottom six forwards in the league, as far as just scoring ugly goals, getting it done in the playoffs. Has a ton of playoff experience, three straight Stanley Cup finals. I mean, uh, he he's a guy that he brings a lot of value. Right? I think there's going to be a long line for him. And and I with, with what you're saying there, I would be shocked if teams didn't sit down with him his agent and say, we need to know what exactly happened. Whether that's for public consumption, I don't think it probably would be, but on that same note, it's important that those things, something has to be said because that's where things get legs, just like that story got legs and it went a different route that apparently didn't happen. And then you can even go with this Cutter Gauthier, totally different stories, totally different angle. But if you're not willing to give something, that's where all these rumors start, right? And in a situation like Corey Perry with some of the things that are out there, there's going to be some fan bases that want to make sure that, you know, you're getting the right kind of citizen, right, for the franchise to represent the city. So I don't know. I think it's going to be something interesting. It, there be will be way more transparency behind closed doors. But I think something probably should be said in some regards, even if it's just, We've sat down with player and agent, and the league has reinstated his ability to come back and play, and we are comfortable with where things are at or what process has happened since, and at least that's something. But when there's nothing said on some of these situations, that's where things get, get ugly, and you don't know what exactly happened, and the stories kind of grow.
2: Mike Rupp, uh joins us from the uh, NHL Network, also a uh, Penguins uh, radio analyst and uh, Mike, we're we're coming up on the halfway point of the season. It seems like you know there's there's so much that has happened in this year. We're not even at the halfway point. It's kind of surprising to me a little bit. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, for the first time in in uh, the Winnipeg's franchise, because for one day Atlanta was in first place way back in November of 2006. But uh, the Winnipeg Jets, uh, this is longest their franchise ever been in in first place ever. And you know what? Uh, they got Hellebuck. Uh, they got Josh Morrissey. Uh, they're getting balanced scoring. Uh, when you look at that Jets team. Like how how serious of a contender are they in your eyes now? And do you see anything that you would like them to improve as far as an addition at the deadline?
3: Um, they look great right now. Um, they defend extremely well. They 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 do a very good job collectively and connectively on the ice of staying close, and they make it very difficult to to gain the middle of the ice to get chances right. So, and if you do now, you've got. Vesna Caliber goalie and Connor Hellebuck there to beat as well. Um, They're a team that I don't know if I, it was funny, Devin Dubick and I were just talking about this a little bit ago. Uh, Top tier teams, teams that I consider to be cup contenders, legitimate cup contenders in that West. I would, I would go Colorado. I would put um, Vegas in there. Uh, Dallas would be one I probably have in there and I've got Edmonton in there. Like I I legitimately think that those four teams have equal chance to do damage in the playoffs. Is Winnipeg there? I mean, when you look at them and what they're doing right now, you should say they are. I'm a little I'm a little hesitant to see if they can keep this going, but what I do love is they've got players there who want to be there. And you mentioned um you can go back, there was that rift in the locker room, whatever whatever this stuff was, and, and and happened. And, you know, they made some moves, some players are out. I did not think Shifley and Hellebuck would be back. No. I thought it was just going to be that you're going to take a step back, um, you know, and then kind of rebrand your team moving forward. And Kyle Connor would kind of be the main focal, focal point of this team for the next couple of years and build this thing back up. When they surprised everyone, I was surprised at least. When they signed Hellebuck and Shively, that deal. Nino Niederreiter wants to be in Winnipeg. Signed. Josh Morrissey's been awesome. He's signed, ready to go. Uh, you know, now you get some opportunities here. You know, Kyle Connor goes down. Uh, Cole Perfetti's been awesome. Uh, I, this Pierre-Luc Dubois trade is so lopsided in Winnipeg's favor right now, and I didn't. I don't know if many people thought that was going to happen, but it's. Look at the players that are there. Well you got you got you know Vellardi, I have followed they're getting opportunities that they they haven't seen. I don't care where I don't care if you're at the North Pole. I'm getting opportunities now like I don't care where it's at and I know a lot of narratives. why do people you know players don't want to be in Winnipeg garbage. They want to be a part of something special, man. They're building something special there. So, we'll see where they go but they are they are a force right now and um again, I, I'm really curious long term how we look back at this. Pierre Dubois trade, and and I wonder if that move and the way Rick Bonus has kind of treated this group, you don't want to be here. There's the door. Yeah. We're gonna start building something special.
2: Yeah, uh, him and you know Blake Wheeler, they felt like that was time to get rid of him, and it's a, uh, it's clearly worked. Like it's funny on an L.A. team where everybody's a plus player, Dubois is minus nine and is like eighth in scoring. It's a, and you know what? This is a guy now that's two organizations where he wanted out, Mike and. Um, you you wonder. Yachts his big tickets not performing well, so you wonder. Hey, he's got to look in the mirror and be like, you know what? I've gotten everything I've asked for, so it's up to me. He yeah. he can't complain about. Oh, well, geez, there's something wrong in this situation. I think he's yeah, got he, to look within. He, sure. Here's
3: here's where it's at for me, and, and I will say this: and he is unique. And when you see him, I want to say it was that 2019 year where they swept. In Columbus, when they swept Tampa. Yes. Uh, Pierre Luc Dubois was a force. He was a mean son of a, you know what, in that series. And I'm like, dude, if this guy can play like that, like there's not many guys who can do what he can do. But here's the thing. It's, if you're so opinionated on where you play, for me, I, as a young player when you don't have that right yet. You earn that right when you play in this league, and you're a UFA or whatever the circumstance. You could try to, you know, maneuver your way out of certain situations, but to kind of hold your team hostage, uh, it makes it, it makes me question: Does he not have fight in him? Does he not have pushback? Yeah. And you know, he's when you get that, that's a there's a red flag that pops up for me. Okay. You know, does he have another level? Can he find another level? Does it have to be his way? Hey, listen. Every single player, if uh, if I if I have to play the game a hundred percent, if I have to play, and make sure I get my eighteen minutes as a forward. If uh, if I I can't play because I have a cold, if if you if you have to be perfect to be able to play to your capacity, then the NHL is not for you because no one plays at a hundred percent. It has a perfect scenario. You got to fight through it, man, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I think that it's something that – I think he's got a lot to prove in his young career already.
2: Uh, one last one for you, Rupert. As a guy who won uh, Stanley Cups, I'm not sure it's 100% uh, necessary, but we got a lot of people wondering. They want me to ask you this. The Orders don't have a guy who's won a Stanley Cup on their team. Do you think it's a requirement that would help in the playoffs, regardless of their skill level? Just having a guy who's and who actually played, not you know, one of those guys who's on the roster but didn't play, but somebody guy who played, regardless, I don't care if you're fourth liner, third pair defenseman, second liner or whatever. Do you think it's that important come playoff time?
3: So I I do for this 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 reason. Not even necessarily what the player does on the ice. I mean, you certainly got to be in the room, right? You got to be, you can't be an extra and like, you know, oh, well, you know, Mike Rupp won a Stanley Cup, like, but he's up in the press box. Like, that's not probably going to get it done, right? Like, you got to be in the mix. But here's what I learned when you when you pick up players like that. Because every year in the playoffs, in a playoff series, you have your great moments and you have... The sky is falling moments. Yeah, and I always found that when you had guys who've won before, and you are in this pivotal spot in a series where it just feels like this was a turning point against us, I love looking at some guys who've won before. Just rolls right off their back. Like doesn't bother you. Don't they? Don't slam any. Like you know what? You have to have a a, a short memory. And playoff hockey. And I think that that, that's one thing of just how to navigate through it. I know the Oilers have gone through some grinds and some situations. I'm sure they've got some element to that. But uh, yes, I do think it is important to have a a player, a compass type guy on how to handle situations, just to look there and see what he's doing in that moment. Um, At least for me, that's been something that I thought that, that helped me at a young age.
2: Rupper, always good to talk to you, by the way, buddy. Sick gogs. I like those. Ah, you like them? Oh, buddy. Yeah, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a glasses whore. I love glasses. So uh, those yeah, are so they look good, buddy. Start. They look good. I like it.
3: Thank you. I, uh, I've tried getting glasses. I've had the same prescription glasses for 10 years. They they, they they were terrible. They were bent. I stepped on them nine times. And I can never find frames big enough. And I found these ones that are proportionate to my big melon. So oh, well, there I, my, you go. All right, let's do
2: it. Let's do so it. Well, you. we'll see. I thought...
1: and Airbnb, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: Are you gonna? Do you got to debut those on the broadcast, buddy? Now you're looking. You know, you. are I, uh, I have been. I okay. have I've been wearing them. All right. That's when okay. I talk. When I talk analytics,
3: I bring them out. <laughs> nice,
2: awesome stuff, Rupper. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. Appreciate your time. All right.